Are you ready? Here we go. Test one, two, test one, two. I feel like I'm bouncing from cloud to cloud. Wow, we're ridiculous. So stay tuned. I like what we're doing. Or don't. Oh, that might be my favorite thing to ever happen. <laughs> Is this not the coolest thing you've ever heard? Well, how about this? Yes. Hold up. It's the Pepper and Dylan After Show Show Podcast. Welcome to it. It is after show show for June 22nd. Okay, we got to... Uh, 22nd? We've got to keep Nailed a, it. a time. Is that what it is? Yeah, it sounds so weird coming out of my mouth. 22 day today. It was 22nd, the day we June celebrated. June 22nd. Yeah. Do you say June 22nd? Yeah, you would. Yeah. Why does it sound so weird? Huh? It did to You're you. You're weird, man. Yeah, we've weird. got to have a time cap on this because Dylan needs to go and get his tarot cards read. It's a gift I just received the other day. For my birthday. You know, and people do that when they want to get you something. They're like, oh, I'll get it How'd for you your birthday. Birth- your birthday's August 5th. That's what I thought was weird, too. Because she said, when's your birthday? I said, August. She's like, perfect. Birthday gift. And she like, gave oh. it to you the other day? Yeah. She, yeah, she said. That's says, not perfect. I, well, that's what I was like, okay, cool. She really wants me to get my uh, tarot cards read. Okay. Walk me through this process. I've never had it done. I don't, I honestly don't know either. I just ex-wife? had it done the other day. You did? Yeah, we talked oh, with about your, the with your witch friend. Yeah. <clears throat> was it over the phone that she did it? No, she did a reading f- on me without seeing me. Okay. Is it as effective? I don't think it's as effective. It seems weird that you could do that. Like yeah. this girl said, she said, you can come to my house or we could do it over the phone or over the computer. It makes zero difference. I thought, well, how? You'd think you'd, the spirits would need to and the energy would need yeah. to connect somehow. That's uh, weird. So, what me. did your tarot card reading say? Well, she it? had said, and we talked about this. She said um, the main takeaway was that I am too nice to people, I'm which I get, don't. I'm not getting that one. Which I don't think so. But she she says I got I have to do more to put myself first. Yes, I think that's a general lesson. I had that conversation with my daughter the other day. My daughter's struggling with some things, and I talked to how she's got the what we called it in when I was in rehab, the disease to please. Yeah. So you don't speak for yourself, mm. and that ultimately lends you into darker places, right? I've, but I've, I've been taking strides in that, as you guys know. Like, I've been, over the last five years at least, getting more and more, looking out for myself a little more. You know what I mean? Yeah, You've slightly. Seen, I've had some freakouts and some... Where that's not looking out for much. yourself. Freaking out on people isn't. No, and that's why. It's like you got to put yourself first. Remember when Robbie wanted a fist fight me? Yes. That was uncomfortable. I didn't. You asked if you said you want to go outside. No, I didn't. I was sitting right there. Dylan, what did I say? Because I would never fist fight you. Things were getting heated. And then you said, said, Dear God, Robbie, what do you want to fight me or something? What, you want to go outside? And I said, Sure. If that's what you want. But I meant like, Is that what we're getting to here? Is going outside? And then Robbie was, was ready to fight you, though. Why would I ever fist fight you? Well, I'm I'm not a fist fighter, but if you were that day, yeah. if you wanted to that oh, day, I would have. Yeah, uh, very rarely are there fallouts with us, and very rarely, in fact, never have they lasted a long period. I guess the longest was Dylan when I was away in rehab, but mm-hmm. um, the, the there are very rarely fallouts that last longer than just sitting down and clearing the air. It's a couple of days, um, which is the great thing about us. But uh, uh, it was uh, that's the first time I've ever felt like you were like the old "Do you want to go?" I was, I thought we were seconds away from Robbie going, do you want to go? I thought he uh, did say that, basically. No, he, uh, he, th- I was getting heated, and oh, then he yeah. said, what do you want to do, go outside? And you said, It, it yeah. was a rhetorical, like, dear God, settle down. Right, I'm like, not going to That's what you. you want. Well, of course it's not what I want. I'm very pretty. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> don't want to I'm not a fighter. I'm not. in the face. I was just mad I was being, dis- I thought I was being dismissed. Oh, that was a, there's and been that, a couple of those times. Really. When I'm Ooh. dismissed, I get, I get triggered. I don't know, I don't know what it is. Yeah. But that's just, imagine how I'd feel with you dismissing me at the home all the I time. I haven't. <laughs> I made so I was planning to make a wonderful dinner for Robbie and I on a Monday night. Yes, today's Wednesday. Oh, I was I was an awkward conversation because I remember you were planning it and you says, "What time do you want to eat?" And Robbie said, 5.30. and you said, "Perfect." And Robbie says, "Not nah, not going to eat it." Yeah, he said, "I don't like what time we eat at. I I am very picky about my eating times. I'm very selfish with my eating times. Yes. Putting myself first. But like, you asked him what time, and 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 he told you whatever time you yeah, wanted. Yeah, but I, I've lived with him for for on and off for the last two summers, and he's a liar. When he says 5.30, that's when he like, he'll like mosey in the house. <laughs> <laughs> house he could mosey in when he wants and then he'll just 
the food will be on the counter. I'm like, so, oh, okay, so you need help? Nope. And it just, it takes hours from the time he says it's, it's dinner time. Oh, so that's not actually dinner time. So Pepper, I just, that's preparation. I no, never know. Sometimes it not. is dinner time. If, if, if I say 5.30, it's, it's never the time you say. Well, Ooh. The, well, the reason it, I'm not as strict anymore is I'm enjoying myself not having to have dinner times because my kids aren't in as many events as they were when they were younger, right? We used to be like clockwork. Dylan, remember when you lived as me for a day? Oh, the worst. And just like how refined and the schedule and tight like every we had minute dinner was. Like four thirty or yeah. something. Yeah. So now, now I'm just kind of laid back about it. But anyway, I offer. I was going to make this beautiful dinner on Monday, and Robbie said, "Oh, I'm not staying with you Monday." And I said, "Okay, well then I'll make it tomorrow." And you said, "Yeah, okay, cool." And he didn't come for dinner last night. No. I smoked a bison. T- it took me two hours to smoke this tender. Did you line. smoke enough for him? I made yes. He always had, does. Yeah, and I had oh. air, I made potato crisps in the air fryer. Oh, I bet they were corn good. on the cob the way you like it. Oh no, Robbie, what happened there? I I love you for wanting to feed me like I am one of your children. You will take care of me. You want to feed me. You are so nourishing, but I don't need you to be. I know you don't need it, but isn't you know, it nice to have somebody cook for you? It would be lovely. It's not bad. I, what, it's not bad. I've been, I've, been taking, I've been taking a different approach to my meals. And I, I, Dylan, I know you love cooking and I know you love making an event of, of meals. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, okay, give me some bone broth and some, some cucumbers. He drinks it right from the jug, the bone broth. And that's broth. my dinner. That's your dinner? It just saves me time. I have time to do other things. And I, I just, I like it. It's just nice to have somebody do it for you. You can go and do other things and there'll just be a meal on the plate. You I don't just, even have to drink the bone broth. Right. I really don't want to take advantage of you. You're not. I am taking advantage of you by you doing my yard and driving all the way to St. Albert to mow my lawn and leave without saying hello because you feel <sighs> obligated to do it. And it's, that's not- I am the, obligated. That's not what the agreement was. The agreement was if you're going to stay in my house instead of rent, you can do the yard work because I, I, I hate, I just stress over yard work too yeah. much. Yeah. And it's a nice relief to not have to worry about. I'm like, concerned right. that you're developing something though, Robbie, because you did it on Monday and now you're coming back today to do it again. Only because I, I believe he, he's getting it double fertilized by, by green drop because it is so lush. <laughs> they do come more frequently than I thought. I, I, I don't know about that. I should do it. Like I, ideally I'd like to do it every Wednesday and Saturday. That's, but because the, of the rain, even just grow in that amount. Yeah, yeah, his it's, does. It's, Honestly, Robbie's Dylan. got it just lush. Like it's, it's. If, be, my yard is the best. You know, I have now, I have now trumped, and my girlfriend even said this: the old people around the corner as the best yard on the wow. street. Wow, yeah, especially says, you now back. have yeah. the best yard on the street. Yeah, it's great. You've designed it that way. You've done it, so it's. Oh, it's you have so though. You've modest. got the nice curbing. You've got well, the nice mulch beds that are very low maintenance. Well, anyway, Robbie, um, you are do have that disease to please, as case in point. This this conversation deflecting all of the credit to someone else when you're the one in charge of it. But anyway, so they, she said you had the disease to please, and you're too nice to people. Yeah, and that was basically the main takeaway from my reading. Okay, well, that doesn't seem like a good amount of money to spend on a reading. So does it's it come free. with uh, advice on on what to do? or things to look out for. My ex-wife believes a lot in tarot card reading. Uh, she, yep, she gave me a bunch of, of pointers and just from her own experience because she's like, I was, this, I was the same way. Um, and I, I don't think I'm a people pleaser as much anymore because I used to really be and I've kind of taken steps to not be and... I don't know if and, I agree with that. The thing I've noticed with you over the past few years is your level of uh, frustration is more verbalized instead of internalized now. And yeah, you, if, you were where I was a few years ago where I didn't know how to manage it. And I can't. I'm not good at managing it, as you yeah. know. I'll, it, yeah. I'll just, I'll, I'll do my best just to suppress it, suppress it, and then something will yeah, just, no. it'll be a perfect storm and yeah. something will just set me but off. that's because you're suppressing it. If you didn't suppress right. it, you, you wouldn't run into those explosive moments, right? Right. And it's not a violent thing. It's just I'll get heated yeah, and I'll just, be. I'll it's a temper. Up. It's a temper. You, I'm yeah. not a fighty guy. Yeah, I know you guys say that. You never used to have a temper. And uh, we, we've seen that come out. So no, no, no. But uh, like, and you're frustrated, and you wear your frustration on your sleeve as well. Mm. Like you're very frustrated with your condo, not necessarily the sales situation, but the something with an air conditioner or oh my or god, a, yeah. or, or something. And yeah. and you've you've been visibly disturbed by that kind of information, as opposed to just that fun loving. Well, you got to live with what you live with. It's almost like you and I have switched, you know, that kind of <laughs> philosophy in life, where nothing rattles me now. Right, which is good. Well, good a handful you. of things will rattle me, but uh, I'm kind of a lot more laid back with, with issues that come up, severe or minor. I'm just kind of, well, I guess we'll take care of it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I don't stress over it, and it's been, it's been a godsend for me to learn how to manage that.
Well, now if I could just manage all of the other things. I, well, you're working on it. I just want you to know that I appreciate you opening your doors to me. Mm-hmm. I also still have my condo, which I can stay at. I know. I love the fact that if if I get a, a, a message from my realtor, Richard Fauché, and he says, there's a showing tonight, I know I have a place to stay at your place. If I, somebody I would just buy place. Robbie's condo, he could move in with me full time and we'd be happily ever after. Yeah, but eventually he's going to leave you. He's going to oh, not want to be... Uh, oh, sorry. No, don't say that. I, I honestly love having him around. Um, but your tarot card reading, Dylan, this yeah. was a birthday gift. What uh, Do you believe in this stuff? I know you've what? been to a psychic and you and again, if you want to kind of... Brief us on the story of your first visit to a psychic that converted you and turned you into a believer. Yeah, I never was a believer, but how can you not be a believer when the psychic says that, uh, how's your grandma doing? And your grandma's fine, so you thought, and you hadn't heard anything uh, anything different. And she said, you should call your dad and ask. And I called my dad, and he was all of a sudden in Winnipeg, uh, in the hospital with my grandma. On her deathbed. Yeah, we didn't know that at the time. And we had, I had no idea she was even in the hospital or anything was wrong. He didn't know until that morning when I called. Uh, she was in the hospital and then she just said, you need to go. Mm-hmm. And I remember I just booked flights for me, my brother and my sister. And we went. But had it not been and for it was, the Yeah, it was like a week say, or two, like a week or two later, she died. Yeah. That's, Which was the, I was like, how? So like, that went from you being skeptical about the about the dark arts into oh yeah. a full believer or a kind of believer or a maybe there's something there I don't know. There's no way she would have guessed that on my dad's side. Yeah, so well. Like there's I like I didn't know my dad. Didn't, there's no way. No one knew. She also knew that we were negotiating a contract at the time, which only you and I knew. Mm-hmm. So there's very weird things where I was just like, well, I can't. I, I still want to be like, ah, that's, I don't believe it, but like, uh, I'd be an idiot. I'm a to total skeptic it. with this. I just, I, yeah, I, but okay, then explain that to me. I how th- did that happen? I think they do a little research and education on how to ask vague questions that uh, trigger people. Because when I went to see her a few years later, because you had sent Robbie, and Robbie was incredibly disturbed because she told her to get away from us. Yeah. And yeah, uh, she did. And then I went to see her, and everything Probably she should've. did, it just sounded like <laughs> fishing, right? Like she was, she was trying all these, you know, winds the last time you saw that with this or that and i'm like mm, no never mm-hmm. no no i haven't done that mm-hmm. no and it's like she was just kind of throwing darts at a dartboard to see if something stuck right and then i just feel like they've got a very um refined ability to be vague but trigger your details but but there was no details that i was bringing didn't, up didn't you go into that one like like overly like yes. aggressively skeptical like jerk like like you were trying to prove her wrong and not give her anything i thought yeah i a hundred percent i didn't say a thing i threw her off the scent wherever i could there's that's why those two things stuck out because there were other things that she asked or whatever that were nothing but when she's just like you're negotiating a contract and you're going to take the one that's of lesser value i was like what an idiot <laughs> she missed that one by a landslide didn't she? <laughs> no we ended up taking the lesser contract during that time Oh, you're right. Yes. Which I, at the time when she said it, I was like, that's the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, when like, on earth would I take the lesser contract? That is interesting, isn't it? Right. And she knew that, which I was just like, there's no way you would ever know that. So can I try this? Can I throw this out there and you you digest this? Mm-hmm. Perhaps the belief for me would be that because I am a complete atheist, right? And uh, I don't believe in anything after death. Right. And it's just, that's it. We're just, we're no different than the ant that you step on. Once we've been squashed, that's it. Just Beatles darkness and nothing. And you're a little more spiritual. Absolutely. Me. So if you are rooted in the desire mm. to believe in spirituality beyond the present. Right. Are you just more, I don't know, hardwired? to be influenced by these discussions because you can't argue that there aren't some tarot card readers or psychics or whatever they might be that are, you know, hacky and, and frauds. It's, oh, it's, I'm certain there has there's to be. There's frauds in every industry, so yeah. why would that industry be any different? And perhaps the ones who are credible, who who do believe, or who many people do believe that they are actually a great psychic and have that, that power, um, and maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. I don't believe that they are. I believe that they're just the better of the, um, with, I mean, with all due respect, the, the con man. 
and the yeah, better but I just, in, how do you influencing make... your connection to the to, uh, to the power of suggestion. They have mastered the art of the power of suggestion. And when you go into a meeting like that, even as staunch and skeptical as you were, mm-hmm. you still have this personal belief that there is more out there. So therefore, that light can switch a lot quicker than it would with me, who is just dead set against anything other than darkness in the end. Perhaps I think, I, I'm not saying that that's like that could be part of it, but when you when you pinpoint things such as those two things, mm-hmm. there's no way you would guess that, right? The and, the accuracy of those two, yeah. And and if you were to attempt to guess that, yeah, it would actually look worse on you because right. like what are the chances of that? Like I could see in a different scenario if she's just like you have a decision at work that you need to make, right. And then I and go. That's like, not how she started. No. She just shot right out with you're negotiating a contract. You're negotiating a contract. You're going to take the without the any one, prompting nothing. whatsoever. There was no leading. This is why. I, like this is why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, hey, do you have a grandma on your dad's side? Your dad's mom. How's she doing? It wasn't like that. And I said, fine, because I found that I went and saw that same one, and she was just wrong yeah she was very but remember hard. how many people went because yeah. we sent no, half the city there because when you were so convinced right. everybody else wanted to go there is a large portion of the population a high percentage i wouldn't even know if it's 50 percent or more who do subscribe into that type of 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 spiritual world right and we were getting feedback about her that was like crazy where is she now she shut down huh? Or she, moved she, away. she might have been in Kelowna now. Yeah, I, I, her and I kind of stopped talking because it got so. It was just too sensitive. Much, yeah. Like and, and like she and it was kind of her. She was she, reaching out to you to tell you things without you booking appointments. Yeah, I and, remember. And it was like she would say you just st- didn't stuff want to like hear it. the brunette isn't for you. And I'm like, oh man, well then I guess I can't date her. Right, like her influence right? took like was, over. Like yeah. and then I was like living my life through her eyes. Right. She was making your decisions. Mm. Right. Yeah. And like so, I might have been dating a brunette at the time and having a wonderful time and thinking this is wonderful. And she's just like, not for you. I'm like, oh, it's not gonna last. Well, I then I might as well, as well not it. do it. Yeah. So what are you hoping to hear today oh. at this terror? Well, I really didn't want to go. No, like I kind of like that was my my psychic uh, experience, and I, you know I didn't want that. The only other time I've ever believed or in a psychic or anything is when I, re- I read my horoscope for the last time ever, mm-hmm. and it said you're going to get in an accident, and I crashed my car that. What day. kind of horoscope says that? I was said something bad's going to happen to you uh, is that on the when road. You crashed or on the high level bridge. Yes, in the taxi. Yes. I do remember that was strange because yes. I never re- read my horoscopes. And uh, our friend Marley at the time, she's just like, "Do you want to see your horoscope?" I was like, "No, I don't read them." She's like, "Let me just read it for you." I'm like, "No, that's not for me." And then she read it, and then that day, you crashed on, on the high level bridge. I was yep. like, "Ah, I don't like this." Of all the places to crash, Dylan, a, you're now one of them. It was a pain. Yeah, it was a pain for a lot of people. Yep. But yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna. I don't know what I'll hear today. I I'm very. My friend was just so adamant, and I was like, "All right, well, she she was gonna pay for it. I, I'll go listen." But I don't know. What are they gonna say? I say I. They said that they can't tell me about death. That, uh, that's the only thing yeah. they don't know about and can't tell me about death. I yeah, because saying, it would panic you forever. Yeah, but that's the one I kind of would be interested in. No, you wouldn't. To a degree, you say you would. But if she said you're gonna die in 2023. Then I would be living some life. You'd be terrified. Yeah, but you'd be living some yeah, life. You blow through your savings and you find out that she's just full of malarkey. Well, I hope not. That would really ruin <laughs> exactly. Some things, you it? see, that's why they can't mm. tell you that yeah, stuff. Yeah, All that right. Sense. Well, let us know how that goes. We'll do. We'll yeah, do. Yeah. Good luck. Thank Tarot you. card reading. Very excited um, about that. Speaking of uh, I, I, of yeah. the extra spiritual world, two things. One, I heard the other day, and I don't know if I believe this or not. How can you not believe anything happens after death? I don't know. I just don't. Like I you can't not. So you just know. don't exist? What was this whole thing so for? So do, do, do ants and beetles and, and sparrows, do they have spirits? Of course. Do they go to our heaven or do they go to a different heaven? I don't know if it's a heaven where they go. Because any, any heaven. heaven in my life doesn't have spiders in it. Okay. So you think that they go somewhere else? Well, I, so I heard this about ghosts, right? Okay. Um, ghosts are, uh, as was the case in the famous movie with uh, Demi Moore and uh, Patrick Swayze, ghosts are and Whoopi Goldberg. And Whoopi Goldberg, who They're pottery was the medium. Makers. Uh, no, the ghosts are um, trapped in purgatory. Yes, um, because they don't they don't believe yet, and they don't know what their next step is. So they need a medium of some sort to tell them uh, to to almost quiz that. If you ever run into a ghost, this is what I heard. Okay, if you ever run into a ghost, you're supposed to ask them three questions. Okay. Who were you? Who are you? And what will you be next? And even if the ghost is a scary ghost, 
right? It will give them pause to, th- to think about what they will be next, and then they will realize what they will be, and they will, and you will release the spirit. That's just something I heard. Okay, good to know. Yeah, when am I running into a ghost? Well, that's the thing. I, I don't did. know if you ever will, but it, what, I did once. No, you didn't. I I encountered a ghost. Come on. I did. Where? How? When? Why? It was in my in my the basement of my dad's on a summer night when it was thunderstorming. And how much pot had you had? Zero. Okay. I was about to after. <laughs> and, how, <laughs> and how old were you? I was probably 18, 19. Okay. And I just Do you remember this clearly? Yeah, because okay. it scared me. Okay. And I don't Who know, forgets the ghost encounter they good had? Good point. Yeah. I think I told you guys this because and it, there's not much to it other than I was alone. I was I had this eerie feeling because it started a thunderstorm. And in my dad's big house, I was in the basement in the corner, and I, I would I get kind of scared when I'm all alone there because you hear things, and the thunderstorm was going, lightning was going, and I had these toys on my shelf that you had to press, right? You had to press them and they'd make noises. Yeah, okay. These started going off, so I was like, "What the heck is going on?" And then a lightning bolt flashed, and this a zap went, and I looked, and this little model of a boat that my dad and I had made when we were kids, when I was a kid. So intricate, these tiny little, you know, the, the models that were yep. plastic and you glue yeah. them together. They had these, it was a battleship and it had all these little staffs and like stick out things that were so brittle. It was just sitting on my floor, fully intact on the stand as if someone had placed it there. There's no way it would have fallen. It just floated down to the ground and sat. And Where I, was it before the flash? On the, the ledge with the, with the toys that were going off. It was so creepy. Are you positive it was on the ledge? 100%. Are you positive you were about to smoke? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was so scared. I left my dad's and but, went but to my mom's. This is like Interstellar. Have you guys seen Interstellar? Yeah, it, I still got to figure it out. I got to see it again. You got to watch it a couple different times, yeah. but this it's is- a space movie. You know, it's not, not really. though. It's, it's a, a spiritual, spiritual movie. movie. Oh. And so in it, I don't want to spoil it, I guess. But in it, they're trying to send a message from the, yeah. the fifth dimension or whatever it is. Yeah. That would be exactly That's like what was exactly. happening. Someone was trying to send you a message. I can't explain. Maybe the you're supposed that to be happened. on a boat. Yes, yes, and uh, like I, a cruise ship singer or something. Oh, so wait Maybe. a second. And that's why that psychic told you you got to get it away from us. So creepy, though. The boat was on a shelf. And I'm telling you, this is the most intricate little model. Right, very it, delicate. It had little missiles and things that stuck out. Yeah. I I'd break it all the time just moving it around, and it was on the ground. It was a on, flash of lightning. Yes. And it was no longer on this ledge. This there was a show. flash of lightning and all these toys started going off. I was like, this is creepy. Well, that's electromagnetics. So that's what I chalked it up to. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's probably just that. And then boom, another one. And I look over and my model boat is just on the ground on the stand. Now, how far from the uh, from where it was originally placed to the ground? Mm, three feet. And three that feet quickly. In falling the perfect. flash of lightning. It was there and then it was down there. There's no, I can't explain it. There's no reason why. And I know it's it's not a, it, it, like super interesting. It's just something I'll never forget. But this no, isn't I, ghosts. I, this is interstellar. I do find that interesting. Robert. So creepy. This is someone sending you a message that you didn't listen to. And then the psychic trying to double down saying you got to leave these guys and you didn't listen to it. You're not living the right life. You're here screwing your why, life up. Why are you going and putting that in his head now? Because well, that's why what's happening. That? We need him. You want him back? No, hang on. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be responsible for him not living the best life he's ever had? When we, let's just say, we all Will get it lead somewhere. to me living the best life I've ever had. Well, a better life for okay. sure. Well, then, yeah, I want to be responsible. Oh, you can't be like that, Robbie. I love you. Love you too. But the best life I've ever had is not doing yard work, and that's not changing. Okay, I'm already worried about next summer. Well, Robbie will do it. You can move in next <laughs> summer too, Robbie. Well, we'll see. That yeah. is a strange story. Very, but. Uh, I've always believed in ghosts. My mom was a, a believer in ghosts because another thing happened when we were, we were kids. Keep going. So my parents were divorced and my the mom- Ghosts didn't do it. <laughs> no, 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 no. They were divorced. But my, uh, I just remember this in my, so my mom still lives in the house we grew up in and my sister, Kelty, she would always sleep in the hallway as a kid. And I just have memories All of- All the Gibsons are weird, mm-hmm. hey? She was always in the hallway. And I just, it, I, it's a vision I have a, of childhood. She was just, she would always lay in the hallway to sleep. She hated sleeping in her room. And it was, she always did it, always did it. And then um, my mom tells us this later on because she, because we all remember how Kelty used to sleep in the hallway. And so my mom said, well, one day when you guys were at your dad's or one weekend, she did a little cleansing ceremony in my sister's room because my mom believes in the supernatural and spiritual stuff too, right? She did a little, uh, I don't know what she did, 
But from that day forward, Kelty slept in her room. She stopped sleeping in the hallway. So she got and, rid of the ghost. And all of a sudden, like, we, oh. and my mom didn't bring attention to it or anything, but I do remember Kelty. never all, told Kelty that. Not at the time. But I remember Kelty always sleeping in the hallway, and then just all of a sudden she wasn't. And I just thought maybe she got, she grew up or she, something. That sounds like the old thunder bracelet trick I pulled on my kids when they would yeah, get but, scared of thunder. But she never told us until yeah, we exactly. were older. She didn't hear it. Because I think I told my mom this ghost, this thing about my boat, and she's like, well, let me fill you in on this. Mm. Why I know. You always got to be a skeptic. Why can't you just believe in anything? The other thing I heard about ghosts is they are, uh, they live in the clothes that they died in. That's, that's why I always wear comfy clothes. Not that they were buried in, but that they, they died in. Huh. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the question I have for you. And why do you see any naked ghosts? Because some die naked. Right. Why do you need clothes as a ghost? Well, I don't know if you do see naked ghosts. I've never seen a ghost. It's true, Robbie. You're the only one. I guess just in movies. Yeah. But you didn't see the ghost. You just saw the activity of the ghost. presence. That's weird. Did you, when that boat was moved, did you feel something different? Did you hear different it? energy or? Yes. It felt, I was so scared at the time. I Before all those little things were going off, all the toys... I felt creepy. I felt scared and I was eerie because Were you nobody alone was home. in the house. Yeah. yeah. So my dad, it was summer. My dad was away and I was just staying at my, at his house. And it, it's just creepy there because it's so quiet, so dark and alone. I'm in the basement and I just didn't feel right. Because you often hear that there's this sense of peaceful calm before an interaction with a spirit like that. Mm. Oh, I, didn't, I just, it was scary. Mm. I had to leave and go to my mom's. But there's ghosts there, too. Oh, yeah, they're everywhere. <laughs> you just can't escape them. I can't. Interesting. Anyway, yeah, that's very, uh, I have a believer be- because of that. I can't believe you don't believe in anything. It's just so weird to me. I, I don't know. I just I just don't. I don't know. I call it practical and pragmatic, but others think it's uh, it's a damn, damn near a sin for me not to believe in it. I don't know. It's just so, like, how is that practical that you just don't exist? That yeah, nothing exists. Well, that it's just over. Feels like it's over. I don't know. Why do we think we're we're we've got more longevity beyond our own physical presence? Like I don't know. It's just. Uh, I just you know hope. how insignificant we are on a grand scale. Sure, but yeah. I, I we'll end up on another planet or something. That's mm-hmm. not not a heaven. We'll end up so somewhere your else. reincarnation belief and it's a universal reincarnation. Well, there's the, other galaxies and universes. There are many. Yes. Why not? <laughs> it's an infinite universe. Something out there. I just feel like if you put good energy out and you're a good person, that energy will continue. If you're not a good person and do bad things... Oh, Pepper, that's the end of you. (laughs) That's the end Good thing I don't believe any of that. So long. Uh, Listen, if you're listening to this and you're nodding along with Dylan or Robbie on this belief or you've had an experience much like Robbie's, you can always let us know. You can email us. Send one to me, Pepper at kiss Let's change Pepper's mind. And if you have a ghost story, we'd love to have you on the after show show. Yeah, there's going to be a lot. You're going to be busy for the next couple months. So you're going to go get your tarot cards read really mm-hmm. uh, quickly. This is kind of, it's a little linked, honestly, to spirituality. The one thing I've never been able to figure out, and I would love to know more about it, but I just don't think there's any scientific methodology to understanding why we dream the way we dream. I, I, I don't, That's part of the next universe, maybe. I don't That's cool, know yeah. what, that, what that is. I don't know what triggers it. You know, it's it's like, it's you know, I, the one I believe the most is that it's your brain. Filtering your thoughts. Defragmenting, so to speak like a hard drive like getting rid of the things it doesn't need for the day it's processing and stuff and saving the things that it does need speaking of that real quickly on yes. my drive in this morning I realized because I was listening to that Garth Brooks in preparation for the concert mm-hmm. how much of my brain has lyrics I don't need in there <laughs> if only you could be a little more selective of what you want out of there right like I was singing along with songs I haven't listened to in 10 to 12 years mm-hmm. why is that still there what is that information can- doing up there but I can't <laughs> give you my postal well you code. probably heard those songs 20, 40 times yeah, probably. 50 times. It's a different part of your brain that retains that sort of stuff. I want to, I want more access to that part of the brain for different things. Like, you know that saying, what is, what is the theory that your you brain, like 10%, we only 10. use such a small percentage of our brain, we don't understand how to unleash the rest of it? Yeah. That's like the movie Limitless. They take that pill to access more <gasps> of your brain. Would you do that? I would do that in a second. In a second, I would do that. Well, spoiler, yeah, because the, because the uh, side effects aren't actually that bad, it seems. It's sustainable. In the well, movie. How, we got to be close to that pill, right? I don't know. Uh, Elon Musk's been doing some things. He's too busy. He's taking rockets to space. Well, put some more time into that limitless thing. Uh, Why is that a bad thing? I uh, still to this day would, I would pay hundreds of thousands of dollars, call it a waste of money. And I mean this in all sincerity, if I could get a dream PVR, right? If I could record my dreams and watch my dreams. That's an Elon Musk. Would they make any sense to you? 
if you watch them. Oh, probably more so than remembering them. Yeah. Yeah, tell me. The dream. Well, that's what I'm getting to. Okay. But he's doing it in like this really artsy way. Yeah. Very nice. But I, I've just often wondered that. So if I, so from what I understand from a, from a medical uh, theory is that our brain is eliminating the information we no longer need. Right. It's purging it while we rest. Yeah. And we're seeing all of these things mishmash and mumble together of these experiences that it decides it no longer needs. And that's why sometimes you'll have things from the past or reoccurring memories and reoccurring dreams and all of this is because it's it's passing through, you know, the, the, the trash compactor of your brain. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it uh, gets spit back out and so you try again and that's the dreams that change but often remain the same right and uh, I guess sometimes they must be fear induced right so your brain is trying to get rid of things that trigger fears and those unwelcome emotions right and that's why sometimes you'll have uh, reoccurring nightmares that's why sometimes you'll have those dreams like I have a couple of them always naked on the LRT going to an Edmonton football game that's <laughs> yes. one that I always have right Weird. another one is that I'm late for my so I'm, I'm a 30 40 year old no, I'm 46 I guess I'm my current age and I'm always late for my social studies final exam and I don't have a pen. I have, I have something similar to and that. And that I haven't yet. studied and I'm not going to get a good mark. Yes. I, I have Mine's that grade eight. dream all the time. It's You're in, I'm in my high school, I'm mm-hmm. in the classroom, mm-hmm. like as exact as it was, but I'm my current self. Mm-hmm. And I'm panicking because I'm not prepared, which a lot of people will analyze and go, it's because you feel unprepared. Am I? Or is it because I'm just trying to get rid of that memory of when I wasn't prepared for a test? <laughs> and, and yeah, that was and your I reality And I just won't then. because in some way it motivates me to remember to, uh, that failure is just around the corner. I don't know. Right. But then there's the worst kind of dreams. And these are the ones that induce a level of panic. And Dylan, you have suffered from sleep paralysis and told oh. me about sleep paralysis before. It's one of the worst things. And I have suffered uh, some varying kind of lower level degree of sleep paralysis because the way you've explained to me your experiences in the past is that you just, you couldn't do anything. Like you were frozen. Like you couldn't even move a finger or... Nothing. Right. You're frozen because what essentially is happening once you research it, but at the time you didn't know, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, what is happening is your body is asleep. So while you're asleep, you have no way of moving. Mm-hmm. And that's your body's way of protecting itself, mm-hmm. right? So you don't f- thrash around when you're sleeping and fall all over the place and whatever. And so you're completely shut down, and, but you wake up while you're, your body's asleep. Your brain, I'm guessing, is awake. And th- for me, it's, it was always a demonic presence in the room on my chest, something like weighing me down or there were a bunch of guys with guns or something in or around the bed. You were in, in, a, in a position of threat, but a helplessness. And then, yeah, you can't scream. You can't, you can't move. You can't do anything. But you're trying desperately to scream. Mm-hmm. And that's all that's happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can't wake yourself from it. But do you know it's a... It's a- do you know what's happening? Never did I ever know it was happening at the time because the dream is so intense and real. Except the last time I did it, and it was actually quite recently. It was like three weeks ago. The last time I knew I was having a sleep paralysis, in my brain, I, I knew that that was what was taking place, but I was witnessing it happen from my body's point of view. And I was just, it was weird because I'm like, I know what's taking place. I'm really scared over this. I know I can't move, but I also know that this is sleep paralysis. And I think... For anyone suffering, that's how I ended up getting over it because it, it kept on happening time after time after time again while I was living in Toronto and I was super scared and I didn't want to talk about it with anyone because it was like freaky weird, like am I going crazy? And then when I finally had heard from someone else, because this is before like uh, a, a ton of internet searches were happening, but someone else told me their, their experience as soon as I found out that someone else had it, I ended up like finding the name for it. And once I had a name for it, I feel uh, I found out the experience. And I think once you can, you put know, a name on it. Yeah, once you know that that experience exists and it's not you going crazy, mm-hmm. it it stopped happening for years mm-hmm. and years and years. And just recently is the first time I've had it in in like probably ten or fifteen years. And it was that one day, but my brain knew what was happening. So what happened last night was very similar to that, and it's and it has happened to me before. And what I'm struggling with now as I reflect on it is that I can't figure out if this was a dream or if this was in a dream state but but waking mm-hmm. from the dream state. Or like if I was trapped kind of in, like to, to reference, like that purgatory of consciousness and subconsciousness. And I had a dream that Robbie was down the hall in his room. Mm-hmm. 
And I feel like my eyes were open when this is happening, but I don't know if that was just the vision in my dream. And Ravi was down the hall in the spare room and the radio studio, this very studio was on the main, in the living room downstairs. And we were going to dead air. Oh, that happens all the time in dreams. There is a, a dead air dream, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's part of, uh, dead air is when everything stops and you, there's silence, a song stops and you're trapped in the bathroom or whatever. It's a fear that most people who work in this industry, a, a dream or a nightmare, they're called dead air dreams. Everybody shared one at a time or yeah. another. And, yeah. I, and I'm no stranger to that. And I get them from time to time. But the radio studio was in the, ba- in, uh, the on the main floor downstairs. And... The clock ticked down because we're always living under like a ticking time bomb. Every yep. minute matters. And yep. then next thing you know, we're on the air. And the clock ticked down and went to zero. And I was still stuck upstairs. And I knew Robbie was down the hall. But he wasn't. He wasn't there last night. Right. So I tried to shout for Robbie. And I couldn't open my mouth. Mm. So I was going, like you were saying. Right, when like you were, a sleep paralysis. And I was trying, but my mouth would not open. Now, I don't know if this is in real time or this is in my dream my mouth wouldn't open, which is what I'm dying to figure out. Yeah, that's tough. And I couldn't do it. And I was trying and I'm trying to get Robbie's attention and he can't hear me. And, and it's just dead air. And the minutes are ticking by and I'm trying to get his attention. Robbie, Robbie, but I can't open my mouth. I can't get the sound out of my mouth. My lips are literally stuck together. So question number one, were they literally stuck together or just in my dream? Was I, if you were to watch me while I was sleeping, was I trying to shout Robbie and couldn't? I doubt it. So this was a dream. I, I bet you it was more like uh, you, were, you were in more sleep state than you think. But then, out of sheer luck, I finally shouted, Robbie! As you were waking <laughs> up. Robbie! Right, yeah. That loud. Tyler woke up. Terrified, Right. Because I was screaming, Robbie, Robbie. Yeah. My daughter is a deep sleeper. I was screaming, <laughs> Robbie. And so, this is how I know that was real because my daughter came in and asked if I was wow. okay. If we were to take a step back, mm-hmm. we would be able to, I think very easily, <laughs> this whole podcast is sums it up. Mm. This is you missing Robbie. Yes. This is you. Des- so cute. Desperately. Yes. <laughs> Robbie, this is you desperate for Robbie and the friendship that he brings and the fact that he didn't spend the night and he didn't eat. This is you missing him and it's coming out in your dream. Well, my girlfriend and I spent about three days in a row together before, you know, because our kids' schedules and whatnot. So she, she, she spent three or four days with me, actually, uh, just the other day. And I am talking a lot in my sleep right now. Mm-hmm. And I am laughing out loud. And she says, well, she'll wake me up and say, what are you laughing at? And I'll be like, oh, you're so funny. And she's like, I didn't say anything and then i was like well i guess i'm funny (laughs) but then i got really mad i was f-bombing and telling everybody they can go bleep themselves and bleep off and i got super angry one night and she's like who are you so mad at and then another night i was crying in my sleep yeah i don't know like it's all coming out but i was shouting could it be that that it's linked to like alcoholism and yeah like because you don't dream during alcohol or drugs and it's all like filtering now you guys have talked at great length when quitting pot that one of the hardest things to do is the is getting through that withdrawal symptoms of of the the dreams vivid dreams because when you're when you're under the the influence of something you do, you just kind of black out it's not really good quality sleep you're no. blacking out and your brain is inactive so that when you finally remove yourself from that uh, addiction yeah. that your your brain's trying to catch up with these dreams and um i remember like i, I i'm a hot sleeper and i sweat a lot mm-hmm. but i remember like when i was in rehab those first three or four nights like i was soaking wet and right. that's a very common thing when you're going through withdrawal is that uh, you physically mm-hmm. your, your sleep mm-hmm. is just uh, and, and I guess psychologically, it's just overwhelming. So you guys know that because mm-hmm. you both talked about it all the time. It feels like it lasts a lot longer with pot because you've been going on, you were going on months yeah. of terrible sleeps and terrible dreams. Well, if you think about it, like seven, eight years of everyday pot use. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, six months to a year or whatever of none. Yeah. You got a lot of filtering to do. Right. You and got if, a lot of dreaming to catch up on. You know, on. for me, it was about a week or so. And then, you know, since I've had these these relapses, I've I've been kind of back into those bad sleep situations. And uh, fortunately, my relapses haven't been as bad as I was. And uh, now I'm off again and I'm on a complete, I'm on a medication that uh, will damn near kill me if I touch alcohol, which mm-hmm. I guess is, you know, I feel a little... Um, Hesitant, hesitant to take it because I feel like I'm leaning on it too much. 
Um, and then it's not something I'm achieving on my own. But at the same time, who gives a shit? <laughs> you know? Yeah, you weren't like, achieving it, it on it, your if own. If it's going to work, it's going to work. So, yeah, and yeah. it has worked. But it's cute. This is this your dream of Robbie is is because you the desperation to have him in right. your life. But these this flood of emotions. So, I mean, to answer your question, maybe it is alcohol related and withdrawal related. Could be. Um, but it's also. Robbie! It's also that I really like having my friend there, and when my girlfriend isn't next to me, I'm lonely. I'm lonely. And, I'm lonely in bed. Right? Yeah. I cuddle. I bought a king size pillow, and I cuddle that when she's not there. Yeah. No. I. I mean, this is good work for you, though. Yeah. Like honestly, like because you have always had a distraction of another human being. Yeah. Like I've been lonely. For years. Have yeah. you been lonely though? You've been alone. Alone. Have or you lonely? been lonely yeah. after pot? Yeah. Pot really? was uh, was my best friend. It's the cure to boredom. Right. It was. Uh, That's going, why I was drinking. Going through rehab is, uh, or not rehab. Going through uh, therapy, starting to find out that like, um, pot was such a friend. Which I mean, mm-hmm. it sounds stupid to say. No, it doesn't. I totally it, understand that. But like, that. pot was my friend. So like, loneliness never existed in my life. Much like sadness never existed in my life because everything was always mass. Now I thought I didn't have a, a problem uh, because it was it wasn't like I wasn't doing anything that was like hurting anyone. But when you take a substance out of your life and that was your coping mechanism, uh, unbeknownst to you at the time, mm-hmm. you start to realize like, oh God, here's emotion creeping right. up. Remember, I haven't cried since I was 14 years old. This yeah. year I, I've <clears throat> cried. I almost cried on my way to work. Right. But emotion is now flooding my body in a different way. Yeah. Loneliness, wicked bad loneliness uh, in the last probably six months because pot was the best. Oh, this is kind of a boring night. Yeah. Nope, not boring anymore. No, 100%. All I mean, of a sudden exactly, now, yeah. it's just like, oh, this is a boring night. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, it is. That's any substance though. And I think right. I've, I've noticed since you quit smoking, um, <clears throat> pardon me, that uh, uh, you have had a lot more kind of understand it. I think the empathy has turned to sympathy with me and sure. now you kind of understand what comes along with it and where that those addictions come from. Where before, when you were still smoking pot thinking that it was just something you were doing leisurely, yeah. that you didn't recognize what the power uh, that a substance can have over you because you've been a lot different with the understanding of what I've what I've battled. Sure. Now. And now that you're going to therapy, even more so. Yeah, right? I, I mean, because you, because I grew up with pot, right? Yeah. I grew up with pot, so it, it's not bad. Yeah. So are you abstaining or are you moderation? No, yeah, zero. You're completely off. Zero since Christmas. And cravings? Desires? (laughs) Robbie and I were hiking and uh, Robbie had a little bit in front of me and uh, no desire to have it. Well, I made sure because I had gone a couple days because I did my big hike the day before. I'm like, you know what? And we went to the spa and I'm like, you know what? Today would be a good day to have some. I'm like, go ahead, go ahead. And so no craving. He did it in front of me and... uh, the smell of it brought me back. Not that I wanted it, but I was just like, oh yeah, that was a big part of me. God, I don't understand how you guys like the smell of it. It was, yeah. I still have it in my garage. I have a ton of it That's in my garage. That's incredible you're able to do that. And I've done that on purpose this entire time because I want to be able to have it around. Yeah. I want to be able to have people do it in front of me and I want to be able to say no. Yeah. And that to me was very important because it, when you're first quitting, that's the hardest part when it's around and when people are around you all the time because you're like, no, I quit two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. And then all of a sudden your buddy Robbie rolls up. He's like, I want to have one. And you're just like, yeah, well, we'll just have one, right? (laughs) Sorry, dude. No, no, it's totally fine. Uh, I wanted to be at the place because, and the reason I really wanted to be at the place is because my dad's a huge smoker. Right. So I didn't know. That was your social time. That was your bonding time with your father. Yeah. Which I also realized, I mean, we don't have that same bond anymore, which is quite sad. And he's the kind of guy that will smoke all day. All day. Yeah. Right, like, and we, he's awesome. Like, like, I mean, it sounds horrible, and like, uh, trust me, I imagine he needs to quit. Can't tell him that. Let him live his life. Yeah. Let, he'll be done. Yeah. But, yep. like, uh, he's awesome on it. Like, everybody loves him on it. Like, it's, he, there's no harm uh, that he's doing to anyone around him. Maybe my mom. Hard to say. Right. <laughs> Not getting involved yeah. in that. Well, Rob Lowe uh, posted something on Instagram the other day. Rob Lowe is in recovery. Um, he's and, been forever too, yeah, hasn't yeah, he? Yes, he and uh, it was just something that was perfect timing because it came across my uh, girlfriend's Instagram feed, and it was just a very quick video about sobriety and about how because my girlfriend has been very like remarkably supportive of my relapse, um, but also you know taking a lot of it personal because again with all of it comes a lot of hiding and lying and sneaking because you're trying to mask the shame and you don't want anybody to worry about you, and. Um, while we were talking about how to how to proceed with this is before I started the medication, this Rob Lowe post came across her across her Instagram, and it said um, Rob Lowe just said, 
the only way to get sober is to want to do it. Yep. And he was speaking almost compassing. It's almost like he was speaking to the, the, the family and friends, the loved ones and not the addict. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that no, your spouse can't convince you. Your kids can't f- convince you. Your colleagues, no one can convince you. You will not quit until you want to quit. And I think that was the difference with you is that you were finally ready. You had a panic attack, which might have been the trigger that might have been the catalyst that started it all. Mm-hmm. But then you decided you really want to quit. And with that 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 um, um, willpower to quit does come, um, or with that ability to decide to want to quit, comes a willpower to resist when other people around you are indulging. Now, it doesn't make it perfect, and there are a lot of people that get triggered and can't be there. Sure. My father still can't hang around with people who are smoking. Because he just likes it that yeah, much. Yeah, um, but um, if, if you're able to do that, like you're well in control. Um, I'm able to do that because I'm now wide open telling everybody that I know that I've relapsed mm-hmm. and not hiding it anymore, and so everyone knows that I have, and therefore... They are helpful in, in, you know, making sure I'm okay. And um, <clears throat> my therapist said, um, do you think abstinence or moderation is your best approach? Right. Because my connection to, to addiction is, is, you know, you can have a physical or an emotional connection or both. But, um, and I said, I wish it was moderation. Yeah, this is when my girlfriend and I were in that therapy mm-hmm, session. Mm-hmm. I think I told you that, right? And we were in yeah, that yeah. together. And yeah. my girlfriend turned to me and she said, like, what if every other Saturday you just went out to the bar? Right. And I said, I would love it, but I can't do it. Because you just know. So, and then I went on the medication, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that the, what Rob Lowe said is, is very, very it's a, true. It's 100% right. And I think, right? uh, I, I've said it to numerous people. I might have said it to Robbie. I've definitely said it to my friends going like, ah. I, I, I now know, and I think that was where our, uh, our disconnect came with rehab, but I now know how hard it is to actually quit something. I know, but yeah, I know how hard it is to quit something, but I now know nobody will, like you could have told me three years ago, you need to quit pot. You I, I would have yeah. fought you. Yeah. Like we would have been in like a fist fight. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, because I <clears throat> didn't perceive it as a problem and, and I also didn't want to uh, quit it. Right. So that I now know that like, you didn't understand all of the, the, the attachments to the addiction no. and how so many of them are emotional and built right. in your you know, family template and relationship template and your understandings right. of love template and all so of those So yeah, that's things, what I, I've, right? I've told so many people. Like, oh, how's Pepper doing? It's like, oh, he had a relapse or whatever. And they're like, oh, how does that make you feel? And I was like, well, when he's ready to quit, like I can't do anything. No. I can no be there can. when he's ready. No one can. And I, I can be there if he's not ready. But right. like I can't, before I used to, because you used to come to it for me some, for so much advice in your life, mm-hmm. I took it upon myself to fix the problem. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he's got a drinking problem. I got to fix it. Okay. He's not doing it. He clearly doesn't care about me. And he's he, like that. He doesn't. Oh, okay. He's not listening. He's not listening to me. But reality is when you're ready, you will. Yeah. I wasn't listening to myself. How the hell am I going to listen, love, respect, or be honest with anybody if I couldn't even do it to myself? Sure. Right. That's but hard to understand. And, but yeah. like when, when you see it from, from yeah. the other side and going like, okay, yeah. when you're ready, like, so uh, with anyone, like my dad's a great example. Like I could tell my dad and I have, Hey dad, like it's wicked. Like you have emotion all of a sudden when you start, stop. Uh, oh yeah. Pot. Oh, you could bestow the virtues of it all day. Yeah. He doesn't, if dad, dad doesn't want to quit, it's pointless for me to even get involved. Nope. And that's where I, I, I got to with you. It's like, oh, it's pointless for me to get involved. Okay, what, what do you need from me? Yeah, and that's from, the thing. It's just from like, a difference. That's what I realized is that people aren't, are, are, are um, they're worried, obviously, right? Sure. But uh, they're just, they're more there to like, if I can help, let me know. And that's if it. if I can't, you know, then. Just, but I used to think like, if I can help, you let took me personal know. Offense how to can, yeah. uh, now I'm not helping. I'm yeah. failing you as a friend yeah. because I'm not helping and you're failing. Yeah. Now it's just like, okay. Great. Well, you don't have to worry. I'm on this medication. And apparently, will, that's no fun. Uh, it, uh, apparently not, but I don't want to risk it. It's a, it's a, it's a very interesting science behind it. And uh, yeah, so far, it's like I don't even. I just know it's not on the table now, so I don't even bother. And I've become far more productive in my life. Yeah, far more. <laughs> well, I would imagine. Wish I knew about this medication before I spent thirty grand on rehab. <laughs> oh, uh, but the rehab experience was good because I don't know if yours is trauma induced. You've never really shared any of that. No, but when I'm trying to find. I wish when, it was. when there's trauma in your life. I that's when was. you you well, really. No, I take that back. I don't wish it yeah, was. Yeah, but, but it I, would be I wish I could to explain understand could. why. Yeah, no, and that's a life journey. Sometimes, uh, boy, that got heavy quick, didn't it? Didn't it ever? Right? I, I, I got to get to it. I know uh, you got to go get reading. your cards read. Moral of the story, Robbie. I miss you. Come back. Yes, he's dead. Robbie, Robbie, come back! Middle I'd, of the night, Robbie! I'll, I'll stop by today. 
Uh, just to mow the lawn? No, like come for dinner. Like let's hang. If you had dinner at four, I'd be all over oh, that. There he goes again. All right. I have a very terrible schedule for anybody that likes well, to be social. But can't you just drink bone broth at four and hang out till five? He goes five? to bed at seven. It's wild. I love it. So, it makes me feel oh, so much better. He- I know. And I envy it because I don't go to bed till like 11 now. Yeah. And I can hear him snoring at like seven. I'm like, this is quality sleep I could be having. But instead, <laughs> I'm going it- to feel like a bag of ass tomorrow. Might as well watch another episode. Just, I've been tracking it. It makes me feel so much no, you happier yeah, and you level. Do. You have a way better energy in the morning. You're up. You're petting the cat. You're yes. very bright and bubbly. And I'm just like, oh, I got to be in a rush. I got to go. Yeah. 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 Uh, plug time real quick because it's important to me. And uh, I'm doing that Yuck Yucks oh, Pro-Am Am tomorrow. The Pro- Yuck Yucks Pro-Am. Pro- Pro- Pro-Am. Tomorrow. Oh, it's not Yam? No, Yuck Yucks is at the casino. What's the casino off our, uh, the north one? Not Argyle. That the, is the, Century? The Century Casino, yeah. So it's at that casino on the uh, northeast side. There's a Yuck Yucks Club in there. And tomorrow night is a really big deal for a lot of comics looking to take that next step. It's called the Yuck Yucks Pro-Am. So they have a professional headliner, but it's going to be several guys that they have selected. What time are you on? Uh, well, the show starts at at 7.30. Oh, geez. Uh, I don't know my slot yet. Um, okay. It's five minutes, right? So they take a bunch of amateurs who are looking to maybe get on um, the kind of, uh, uh, the roster for Yuck Yucks. That it they would can... be good amateurs though, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they've hand-selected these amateurs that have played Yuck Yucks before that they've seen around and uh, they approached me and asked me to perform at this, which means it could lead to bigger and better things with Yuck Yucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm performing there, but it's not it's not like a crowd vote. It's not anything like that, but it's um, it's you know the people that make the decisions are in the back of the room watching the audience watching right. and then if you can get the audience going right then it's uh it's it, it's good for you and Robbie, you can do your fake laugh yeah and that's what <laughs> i was thinking there you go that's nice so it's t- it's tomorrow night and just a full room always does great things okay um and always comes with a level of confidence for comedians it's a hard room to play where do it's we buy tickets intimidating room uh, you can get it on, on yuck, yuck just google yuck yucks uh edmonton and you can get them there or you can get them at the door and uh if you've you're not doing anything. It's the headliner's great. It's a fun show. You get to see some of the best amateur comics in in the city trying their damnedest, doing their best to uh, try and get a quote unquote you know promotion or uh, lifted profile in the comedy scene. So, All right. if anybody wants to go, that would be really cool. Uh, that will be on Saturday. No, Thursday. Thursday the 23rd. Sorry, Tomorrow. I don't know why I said Tomorrow, Saturday. yeah, the yeah, 23rd. Yeah. Yes. And then you've got your burger showdown on Saturday. Sunday. Or Sunday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boy, we really like the Saturday. <laughs> wow, Saturday. Uh, Saturday's, the, Saturday's Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. Oh, That's why Garth. it's on your mind. But you've got your burger contest on Sunday, but not open to the public, unfortunately. No. Okay. And your tickets might be up uh, for grabs, though. We'll find out by, I don't know, Friday you're going to yeah. let us know? Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I think I'll be coming. I want to try your burger. And I want to make sure you I'll go with a regular burger. I can make it. Uh, listen, I can make it. Well, for do you not want me to come? No, it's just, it's, just, it's just so in the middle of your day. It is you, a long way you to travel. You and Robbie have been talking about everything that you want to do on Sunday. Yeah, I'm like, Sunday, it's not yeah, Sunday's home improvement day. For yeah, us. No, yeah, Pepper has all these ideas. I know, and, that, and I know. I wish I could be there all the time to help you. Well, it's just, you can I, actually. I'm going to dedicate <laughs> Sunday. Well, it's just, a dedicated day to do it all. I'm, I'm building something, but I'm afraid to use a saw. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, At but least we all, without supervision, I don't want to. There's use also it. so much we have to do still, though. No, there's nothing. Okay. We have anyway, to move the desk well, upstairs. Just let me know if you're coming to, or not. Go, 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 get go get your tarot cards okay. read. Let's hear about it tomorrow. Sounds good. Thank you for listening the to the cupboards. After Show Show. If you've had a ghost experience, remember you can email pepper at kiss917.com or just DM us anytime. We'd love to hear your ghost experience and uh, best of luck at a tarot card reading. I, yeah, maybe. Well, I don't just know. don't find out you're dying and I'll be happy. Okay, perfect. Thanks, Thanks again for listening to the After Show. Bye. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. It's the Pepper and Dylan Show. Kiss.